um, you should use a condom before you listen. The American dream is dead. John Lyle, L.A. Lloyd, and Drew Bennett, Beaver Kool-Aid. You know, I've been wondering if we should uh, maybe pull Trump out of the uh, the opening now. Maybe, you know, because we could be turning off 50% of our audience by having having him there. I kind of put it in there as a sarcastic thing, but what do you well, guys think? Hey, program director, Lloyd. You should be thinking... <laughs> I need to freshen things up. Yeah, freshen up the imaging a little bit. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty you could throw in there. <laughs> Maybe I should. Always, Everybody right? knows the American dream is dead. Maybe I should put Beto in there. Beto. I would like you if you put in a snippet of Beto talking about uh, football players taking a knee. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. That would be good. Again, we'd be I'd right back that. pissing off 50% of our audience again. Maybe, least, maybe, well, maybe 30, what, maybe 30. What, what 50% of what? Uh, anyhow, <laughs> I, I just, since uh, we happen to once again, you know, these, it's been a while since we've had a new podcast. I'm John Lyle, by the way. Uh, then you're supposed to say your name. Oh, hey, I'm Drew. And uh, yes, I'm Lloyd. So it's 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 Halloween yeah. and uh, we're recording Halloween night. So this by the time you hear it, Halloween will have come and passed. It uh, washed everyone out here in Austin. Uh, the trick or treaters did not get a good night in the ATX. Been raining we had hard. A good a good night. Did you? Oh yeah, I took good. the kids trick or treating. See, and we had a, we had a great night. And we had you know, had to go at the right time. I mean, there was rain. Yeah, but uh, did we you have went to, to boil the houses. rain? <laughs> Did they say you need to boil the rain? Yeah, right. Where is the gong it? when you need it? That was a quick one there, Lyle. We uh, we got out there and, and and found some cool houses. Austin does Halloween right. I would say the two biggest, uh, at least in Circle C, you can always be sure that almost every home is decorated Halloween and Christmas. I mean, they, they go all out on those holidays. There's no doubt about it. You know, the Halloween holiday, hopefully no one had to work. Um, yeah. I think we're moving in that direction. Well, I'll put it to you like this. Everyone was at work today, but there was no work getting done. I mean, there's, you know, there, I, I felt like I was in elementary school. They were like, everyone come out to the lobby and we're going to let everyone who dressed up today march up and down the stairs. Oh, wow. I'm like, are you shitting me? <laughs> who is up there? Building right there. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. These And they're, they're showing uh, horror movies on the, on the, you know, the conference room big screen projector thing there and you know they got halloween treats so yeah we were at work karen you won the costume contest and your prize is printer toner and yeah (laughs) and nobody was working they probably gave out some total wine and more gift cards or some specs gift cards you know to get you more drunk when you get home but yeah but it's this is what it, it keeps becoming yeah um I don't know. I mean, maybe I just didn't pay attention because I was a kid, but it always seems like that as I've gotten older, adults seem to have co-opted Halloween. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel the same way. And and now that my kids are, you know, out of the trick-or-treat age, uh, I just have no interest in the holiday anymore. I mean, I greeted a couple of kids, you know, that came up for some candy, but I didn't decorate the house. I mean, we used to have our house heads hanging from the balcony and orange lights and i used to play the scary music out there and some of the kids were too scared to even come to my door because i had it so fixed up but i have no interest in it anymore i just kind of lost it 
You can still play the scary music. Just crank up KLBJ. <laughs> well, I was thinking about playing the new Ace Frehley album, but I... <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's great. Hey, let me ask you, because uh, you there, Drew, being the Kiss fan, just to all of a sudden take a quick left turn. Oh, yeah. Do you say Fraley or Freely? Uh, it is Fraley. Yeah, I thought it was Fraley. I have always thought it was Fraley, but I have been corrected by Kiss fans over the years that tell me it's Freely. No. Well, that was and, the whole takeoff on the on his band's name was Fraley's Comet to kind of rhyme right, with Haley. I right. always I mean, thought. I think it's an. Ex- I think both pronunciations have become acceptable, but I think technically it is it, Ace Fraley. It's Fraley, right? Yeah. yeah. Not that I'm a Kiss guy, but I just thought I'd take that quick left turn because I just wanted somebody to back me up on that. And, and now, Stanley, Stanley Eisen. Now and back to Halloween. Wins. Hey, you're not a Kiss guy, literally. 2018. <laughs> neither, <laughs> neither am I. So, <laughs> not in seven years. Not fact, anymore. It was, it was uh, the 25th of October, I think it was last week, that... Uh, the end. Yeah. The end of the era. The end of the but, era. Uh, you know, going back to the Halloween thing. Yeah. I mean, I just see uh, more and more money being used. It becomes, I, I think after a while, it may be, maybe they may work it into a three day weekend <laughs> somehow. Well, it is kind of weird when it's in the middle of the week because do you celebrate? Celebrate? Well, I mean, the parties that the adults go to. I mean, I guess they all go on the weekend before, right? Sure, sure. If it's on yeah. the Wednesday. I mean, you can have a Halloween party during the season. I think the trouble happens when you've got young kids. Like tonight, we had to wait, you know, because the rain. And then then we went trick-or-treating. Right. So they didn't get, they always, they go to bed about eight. They didn't get home until 8.30 and they're all hopped up on sugar. Well, I was expecting a bunch of kids to pop by about 8.30 or so tonight because of the delay, you know, so, but uh, we had none. After eight, there was, uh, there was none. Pop by. Well, because they, they know what you gave out last year. Yeah. Um, so let me ask Prunes. you, Drew, did you get all the kids in your Polaris and then slowly cruise them around? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got everybody in the, in the Pathfinder and we cruised around. Right, so no in walking. the car while they jumped out and went and trick or treated. So they walk, they they jump out and they go back to the vehicle mm-hmm. to the to conveyance other than their two legs. I will say that my neighborhood does Halloween really well, and we have a we have a specific house down the street that those those guys. I mean, I'll never be as good as those guys. They do a fantastic job. They have an entire maze that you walk through before you get to their front door. And wow. They give away bags of not just candy, but like little spider rings and everything. It's excellent. Oh, who are these? The drug dealers? Yeah, the drug dealers. Yeah. They got the money for all of that. They got the expendable income. Well, yeah. it's nice to give out a fresh jewel every Halloween, you know? They're saying, they're saying that, here's, this is so stupid. But there was in, in the news today, they were saying that people are distributing meth tablets and they're crushing them to look like Smarties, right? And then giving them out to kids. Wow. That's what they're telling you in the media. But let me just tell you. It's fake news, man. If you're man. listening to the podcast. Fake news. There isn't a meth dealer in the world that is going to, that is going to press his shit into kid candy and give it to them. Way too much time. 
Oh, wow. Well, it's like, you know, that's a ton of money. You know, <laughs> you're just going to, you're just going to press a bunch of meth tabs and then hand them out to kids, lose all that money. I, I mean, as a kid, I used to hear all the horror stories about putting razor blades and apples and weird shit like that. But honestly, and believe me, I did grow up in the sticks. I didn't ever hear of one case of someone getting bad candy or chomping down on a razor blade. Or I know, right? Did you ever have a friend that you went to elementary school with who was like, yep, yep, I uh, got a Twizzler, bit right into it, razor blade. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Lyle? I mean, you were in the big city of Raleigh there. Did you ever hear of any bad candy or anything as a kid? I mean, there was that, that there was no such thing as bad candy. Yeah, uh, I just wondered about you trick or treating in the country. Man. Oh yeah, that's good times right there. Tractor and ride a few miles to get uh, and somebody give you a sweet potato. Oh yeah, drop a sweet potato in my bag. They just ha they hang a bag of candy from a cow's <laughs> neck and you just walk up and grab it. I mean. <laughs> It's probably there. They probably just had the cow out there and, you know, one uh, one suck per teat. You know, that's all you got. We actually drove into the big big town of Wendell. We had to go five miles so we could have houses oh, that were within, so, you know, uh, a tenth of a mile together. You know, where I lived yeah. at, there was no so neighbors. you went outside your neighborhood and poached in, in, in a neighborhood that didn't belong that's to That's right. That's right. Because out in the country, we had to go into the city. You know, that city population, about 5,000 of a, of a real city. No, 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 no. You don't get to do that, dude. You don't live there. <laughs> It's called your parents took you out to the country, so be it. You know, if you guys want to have a fall festival amid the the brown corn stalks, so be it. Yeah. But uh, you don't so, go into somebody else's neighborhood. Wait a second. Poach. So let me ask you this. So so it's not cool for me to take my kids over to Westlake, where I know for a fact they're going to get full size candy bars. Well, they would probably know just because of the costumes, because you you know the full on makeup and everything in Westlake is is you know they could oh, see yeah. your kids. You know, if you're out there, if you don't have the the real legit costume, if you kind of come up there with the the Ben a, Cooper a potato sack costume. on your head or something, that's not going to work. Yeah. The apron costume with the plastic mask isn't going to cut it. In no, Westlake. no, no. <laughs> yeah, you're a poacher then. <laughs> yeah. What the hell are you doing there, poacher? Right. Yeah, you go to somebody else's neighborhood and trick-or-treat over there. What's up with that? Well, they, they need to have security out. Well, as You're a poor kid. you trick-or-treat in your neighborhood. That's what I did as a poor kid. We went to the rich neighbors so we could get the good candy. You know, they should have checkpoints, right, where you have to show your driver's license to uh -huh. prove that you live in the zip code. Yeah, yeah, because uh, obviously Lloyd didn't. I mean, he grew up in the sticks. He grew up on a farm. And so they took him and poached in some other neighborhood. Right. He just thought it was legitimate behavior. He didn't. What'd you end it. up with when you were done, Lloyd? Like a couple of stalks of corn and some sweet potatoes. No, man, I had the <laughs> I had the good candy. The thing about my my granny though, she would always buy those little boxes of sun made raisins, and I was like, Granny, seriously, nope, nobody wants these. Well, that's what they're getting. They're nourishing, and you know they're they're good for you. Yeah, what they get is they get thrown back at your house. Yeah, you're right. So listen to this. We got a house. We've, we have a great neighborhood with a lot of people that participate. We got this one lady that lives down the street from us. And instead of leaving her porch light on, she turns it off and she puts an <laughs> That's rude. She puts an orange pile on. <laughs> really? Wow. Fucking yeah. the Grinch of porch. Halloween, man. On her porch. Isn't that funny? I mean, she's the biggest curmudgeon. Wow. For doing I that. can't believe she put the little pylon thing up there. 
Yeah, it's a big cone. It's a big. You should walk up there and go like, you know what you should have told her? You should have said, hey, is this your sign for the candy corn? Because it kind of looks like a big candy corn (laughs) up here. (laughs) This isn't filled with candy corn, is it? Top like yellow. Yeah. Listen, all you do when you don't want to. And when we walked up to another house that had lights on around their door on and nobody home. Wow. It's like, come on. Well, they could be out walking with their kids. That's a psych. Figure it out. Figure it out. But here's my thing you just turn your light off. You know, just turn off your lights. It's the only night of the year where you're going to sit in the dark and watch TV, right? Turn your lights off. Just don't answer the door if somebody knocks. I don't think that you need to put up construction equipment on your patio or your front door. Put the police uh, yellow tape out there. Do not cross. Right. Well, in my day, well, that, see, people would think that was a setup. Right. That's part true. Part of the, the decoration. Part of the scene. You're right. In my day, Pylon Patty, their uh, traffic cone, Trisha, whatever, she would she would get uh, she would get annihilated and oh, say, yeah. you know what? I think next year I'll spend eight bucks on some Reese's Cups. Right. Uh, She would be. (laughs) Get off my lawn. Right. And we just, in my neighborhood, if that happened, we blame the boys from Johnston County that came in from the farm to poach in our neighborhood. You're saying somebody's going to. They don't know Halloween etiquette. You're saying somebody was going to poop in the pylon. Oh, yeah. That that house would have been annihilated. (laughs) Totally would have got egged. It would have got egged. I mean, it all sorts of things. <laughs> yeah, I anticipate yeah. John would have put some dog shit in the back out there and lit it on fire. Do people egg other people anymore? I think so, yeah. Does that they, still happen? No, because if you're a kid, you have to go outside, and then you actually have to toss the egg. <laughs> yeah. Did they have an app for that, that you just toss the egg inside of the app? I'm sure. Right, it's a virtual thing, and then, <laughs> and then somebody pulls up something and says, your, your house has been egged. <laughs> Do you want to egg back for two ninety nine? Yeah, right. <laughs> now, of course, you had to go through your kids' candy. Did you uh, see what the trend is this year? Is it? Is it? Yeah. So we got home and uh, or ben, screaming Ben Bennett was uh, excited to count his candy. That's Drew's oldest. You got a. That's right. Uh, he's about to turn seven, and and so he wanted to count his candy. He's a math dude. And, Wait a uh, minute! Did you say he's a meth dude? He's a well. He's he could be. A well, meth after dude. tonight's no all, we had to look through the candy, Lloyd. Right. <laughs> Just but, those are for Daddy. Yeah. Right. Those strange looking Smarties. Those. They come to Daddy. <laughs> I took all of those. And so, so um, uh, he had about eighty-seven pieces of candy. Wow, that's a good night. And two bags. So he he probably cracked the hundred, you know, count uh, because he had two. He had those cool bags that he got from these nice houses that we've got. And uh, so he, he did pretty well. So uh, do I think you the trend on candy this year was probably a lot of suckers. Huh. That's kind and, of the trend every and, year. You know, we're like I said, we're in this neighborhood where we don't, you know, there's candy. But then these other houses do these grand things where you walk up and you get like a bag of candy. You know what I mean? Like a like a bag, like a small already put together. Know, plastic sack yeah yeah and so it's not just candy in these bags it's rings and like we went up to one house we we went to we went to one house and she had a jewelry store that she had made and it was all you know costume plastic costume jewelry that the kids were picking out instead of candy well i don't feel so bad about handing out q-tips then 
Yeah, me either. I, I hand out office supplies. I give them erasers and scissors. And, and here's uh, a big right. handful of paper clips. Hole punchers. Sure. For you. Or shoot a bunch of staples in their bag. So just get a roll when you of, say suckers, what do you mean? You mean Tootsie Roll Pops? You mean I just get a roll, roll of quarters. Yeah, you know, like Tootsie Roll Pops with, with um, you know, but then also those, the huge, you know, choke on you. The blow pops with the gum candy. in the middle? Yeah, with the stick in it. Yeah. yeah. Those big ones. So did you have to stick your finger and check your glucose at the end of the night? You know, Ben got sick. He <laughs> ate so much candy. And so he had a stomachache when he went to bed. Rose, not so much. It's funny because Ben was like, m- mid-trick-or-treat, Ben's like, I'm tired. I'm going to sit in the car. I said, okay. Well, that's when Rose, you give him some candy to kind of rile him up a little. She plowed on, man, four, five, six, seven more houses by herself. What's up? Give me some candy. She mm. had a big bag of candy when she was done. Did she dress up as a stripper this year, or would you let her go as? Come on, man. <laughs> well, I, my, I, well, I had a my my role in life is was, to make sure she doesn't become a stripper. I was getting ready to tell you I have a little prop uh, brass pole I could have let you no, borrow tonight no, if you wanted no, to. No, that's what I used to Absolute. let mine go as. <laughs> she did dress up as a. They have these th- these characters called Shimmer and Shine. Okay, it's really just strippers in training, right? But but it, they're genies, and so she wore a genie costume. Okay, and she looked adorable. She that, went to school. That's what that's that. what Ava dressed up when she was about nine. So that that's a good outfit. You can still you can still look a little. Um, well, I hate to say slutty because you don't want to say that about your daughter, but it's genies is approaching. Genies approaching. Uh, yeah, genies approaching <laughs> the slutty outfit though. Especially as you get older. Well, listen, we you were. Both si- are I was disgusting sitting. Disgusting me in some level. I don't know why. I was sitting in the car, and these two teenagers, probably 12, 13, maybe fourteen. Yeah. Walked across the street in the skimpiest Disney costumes you've ever seen. Wow. I was like, ladies, where are your parents? Say, hey, man, that's Aladdin wore more than that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, it, I, I would not have let my daughter walk out in these dresses on these girls who were tall and, you know, so there's lots of leg. I, I, and I was sitting That's in the car. That's too old to be trick-or-treating anyway. When I saw them walk across the street, I, I like, I literally was like sitting alone in the car going, going what are you guys doing? I can't yeah. believe you're walking. You know what they were thinking? Phone taking pictures. Of yeah. <laughs> That's what they were thinking. It's like, why is that guy sitting alone over there in his car on Halloween? Oh, yeah, I guess it sounds bad, right? I was sitting alone in my car watching these girls process. Right. And that's all you do. You ride around and go, and you roll down your window, and once in a while you go like, uh, Jason! Jason! <laughs> Freddy! Go to, the, go to the next house! And there were some Ted Cruz costumes oh. walking around. Uh-oh. Halloween's gotten... Political. Halloween was only political for adults. Yeah. Yeah, they get the rubber mask, you know. The Nixon. Your nine year olds going as Ted Cruz. figure, but not not children. Right. That's as bad. It's polarization so so awful. I guess you guys heard about the uh, the dad who dressed his kid up as Hitler, right? Everybody, somebody does that every year. Some idiot does that every year. Yeah, he he dressed his kid up as Hitler, and he went as a as an SS general or whatever it was. So yeah. Yeah, he got a little bit of shit about that. I mean, it was he a white supremacist or just a dummy? He just thought that it was, uh, you know, he he claimed to be a, um, 
a history buff. And every year he liked to dress up as, as historical figures or whatever. He just decided to let his little kid have the little Hitler mustache and the swastika. And he what went an as idiot. an SS agent. Yeah. What an idiot. Yeah, that's, that's wrong. Well, I judged a costume contest one time at, when I was in radio, when I was still on the air. And uh, this, it, it was a kid's costume contest. And this lady walks in, and her kid is wearing a KKK sheet and, and hood. <laughs> Drew, let me ask you. Hey, did you? He's a did, grand dragon. Did you visit? Did you visit Johnston County where I grew up? Because you know there, that's no, that kind of listen, stuff is welcome. Similar. That's what that's what they place. wear in Johnston County at church. <laughs> I mean, you guys. I should tell you some of the some of the court stories from Amarillo, Texas. But this was in Amarillo. It was at the mall. And I was judging this costume contest and this lady walks up and I think the kid had like a, like a, some kind of a cross or what something. What was the reaction on people's faces when you see a guy walk up and, or a kid walk well, up in know, a clown people couldn't, clan yeah, sheet? So some people couldn't figure out if he was just a really poor ghost <laughs> or, or if he, or if she was deliberately dressing him as a. You know, white supremacist. It's a ghost with a dunce cap. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, that is what it is. <laughs> but but anyway, so there were there were it was a mix of people who were like, "What is that? Is that like a ghost or is that like a KKK? That's like the best costume I've ever seen in my life." It was, you know, it was wow. these hicks, you know, standing around Amarillo, where Lloyd's from. They say, "Hey, look, he dressed like my State Farm agent." <laughs> Incidentally, I think Amarillo has changed since then, and it's not that crazy of a place more diverse now. Oh, has it really? Yeah. I mean, it, it has. You know, they've gone through they've gone through some things. I mean, they've there was a skater that was killed there uh, in the '90s, and a movie made about that. You know, so they've had to they've had to deal with some tolerance issues, you know, in Amarillo. But they've got these really dark cases of. Uh, you know, people who were indicted and 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 thrown on death row for murder that they may or may not have even you know committed. I mean, there's been serial killers in Amarillo. They've they've gone through a lot over those over the years, and in a, in a town that's small, you know, 175,000, 250,000. Sounds like the perfect Netflix series for sure. Well, there is a making there is a murderer a movie too. Out. <laughs> Uh, there is a movie out about uh, uh, a serial a serial killer, um, you know who was who was this um, just this kid. Uh, his name was Johnny Frank Garrett, and this is a good Halloween story for you. Well, he has three names, so right there, that's I mean, a good he has lead. Three names, yeah. But here's here's what. Uh, so there's a, a there's a movie called uh, I think it's called The Last Word of. Johnny Frank Garrett. Yeah. And so anyway, what I'll, I'll give you the cliff notes. He's a, he's a kid who has a very, he has a learning disability, right? And he had volunteered at a nunnery, you know, a convent mm -hmm. in, um, in Amarillo, moving furniture and doing some things on his, you know, on his level, on his skill level. And so, uh, one of the nuns on Halloween night uh, dies. She's murdered inside of the convent. And they don't know. There's no, you know, there's very little evidence on what, what happened. And uh, 
So, you know, through, through the uh, system of prosecution, they're trying to find, you know, they're trying to satisfy a nervous city and they, they, they uh, consulted medium. Her name was Bubbles. And Bubbles tells them that she has seen a vision of who murdered this nun. And she, she describes a house. Well, it turns out it's this kid, Johnny Frank Garrett's house. So they go over there and I think they, and because he was moving furniture at the convent, they were, they were making those connections. Ah. So they end up, they end up railroading the kid through the court system and he goes, uh, he gets the death sentence. He gets the death penalty. And so he writes a, he writes a letter inside of the jail that if you read it, knowing what his IQ was, you would be shocked. You'd be shocked at how it was written. Knowing that this kid had an IQ of whatever, 45, 50. Right. He writes this very, very eloquent, but also super scary letter where he's like, I curse your family. I curse your children, your grandchildren. Uh, when, when something bad happens to you, you're going to see me. I mean, it, some of this, you got to read the letter because it's just so spooky. So what happened to him? I mean, so he, he dies. He dies. They, you know, they kill him. And, and later on, this attorney, Jesse Quackenbush, ends up doing a documentary on the entire thing because he does background research on the, on the, on the case. There's another story I'll tell about. I'll tell you about uh, Jesse Quackenbush. But anyway, he, he does a, a documentary on it called The Last Words of Johnny Frank Garrett. Wow. And then later on, years later, I think there was a like a B-movie horror movie of, that was, you know, based on the true story, right, of Johnny Frank Garrett. Right. But that's a great, crazy, because listen, everybody that was involved in that case, the district attorney, you know, the prosecutor, all these people, they all died in weird ways. Like there was a teacher that was involved in some of the testimony and she ended up committing suicide in front of her kids. I was just wondering if it was time to bring out Fang Baby for Johnny. <laughs> anyway, Johnny Frank Garrett, look it up. Crazy. John, uh, speaking of some great horror stories or at least urban legends uh, about the railroad tracks down in San Antonio, what's the, what's the What's the story? Ghost tracks, uh, yeah. Aren't they ripping those tracks up so there's no more, you can't even go there? I think... Um, it, it, it'll it'll negate the angle that created the effect. Right. You know, the, the grade is going to be different, so that's... So no that's more of... Uh, no more ghost tracks. I mean, you can sit there and then you just get killed by the rail, by the train. Right. Um, you know, go anywhere. So yeah, that'll be the end of that, which is okay. I'm sure the people around there are very, very happy. Yeah. That'll be the end of that. I took my kids down there a few years ago. Did you get the, uh, the, uh, handprints on the, on the no. trunk when you put the baby powder on it? No, that's what you're supposed to get the handprints. No, no. That's a good story though. So yeah, I mean, it was, well, it was all, it was all bullshit, but so. it was a good story. It's a good Halloween story. Yeah, it was a good, this is a very haunted city. It's the second oldest city. Was Nacogdoches or Natchez? Which one are we? Yeah, but one? we're, you know, we're we're very haunted. We're top ten in the country. Yeah, I think they said no. Actually, top ten in the world, between somewhere in Australia and Salem, 
Massachusetts. Well, El Paso is uh, El Paso's got some stuff going on over there too. El Paso always has stuff going on there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's haunted, but in a different, real way. Hey, I, I think I found a little piece here, Johnny. Hang on, hang on. I think I just found something. Let me see if this will play. I don't know. There it is. The next story was told to me by a friend, Eva Flores, who lives in South San Antonio. We call it Fang Baby of Old Pearsall Road. When we think of the dark side, of black, cold night, of creeping shadows, of lurking evil, when we think of creatures that inhabit the other side, we think of the slithering snake, the black cat, and the blood-sucking vampire bat. In complete contrast, when we think of an infant child, we picture all that is innocent and beautiful. Maybe that is the power and the horror of the Fang Baby. There you go. So, John, that was for you. Uh, I won't play the whole thing because it's seven minutes long. But uh... keep sucking you dry until even after it gets out of college. <laughs> Fang Baby, this is uh, this was reported first in the Inquirer, right? John Lyle used to play this every Halloween. He and uh, he and his partner there, Steve Hahn, would play uh, Fang Baby. John, you can give us the history on Fang Baby if you like. No, that's okay. I'll just pass. You sure? Yeah. I'll Drew doesn't know about the whole Fang Baby thing in San Antonio. Well, he can find out. He can he can uh, Google <laughs> Tim Tingle, and that's who was speaking, and uh, find out on his own. But uh, no, no. Do you know how happy I just made all three of our San Antonio podcast downloaders? Because that was tradition. That was their thing. Because San Antonio is a great traditional town. They love tradition down there. Yeah, and we we like I said, we're a very haunted city. So that's okay. You got the donkey um, Some things lady. real and imagined we're haunted by. But um, I was going to go mansion? back, way back, you were talking about that uh, before we went off and got got real and, you know, it was good. And now I'm going to look it up. But you were talking about judging that <laughs> costume contest with yeah. the KKK kid. Right. The very first costume contest I judged here was uh, – I think it was 19, if it wasn't 1983, it was 1984, but I think it was 1983. And uh, this place called Daddy's on Fredericksburg Road and and a lot of really good costumes. And the best costume really was this guy that went as a bong. (laughs) And it was a big bong, obviously. And uh, he had some kind of powder. So it looked like smoke. Yeah. And, and, And the people... I, I think I was emceeing, but anyhow, the people that were judging us said, we can't, we can't uh, go for a bong. And so they went for someone who was dressed as the Tower of the Americas. Wow. That, that pissed off Mr. Bong, big time. Oh. So here's this six-foot bong <laughs> letting go of this powder <laughs> in large amounts. <laughs> so we could... We couldn't breathe. We couldn't, we could not breathe. I mean, it was just filled with whatever powder he had. He was was letting go on it. That's good times. And he was right. He should have won. So 35 years later, dude, I want to say you're right. You should have won. Or it could have been 34 years. I don't remember, but. um, Well, I hope Mr. Bong is still with us. So I hope so. Because nowadays, you you know, if you were the best costume, you'd win if you were a bong. Oh, and, yeah. And there were problems. So so what happened is this dude, Pete, 
gets in a car with his buddies and they all get drunk. And they drive down to Old Pearsall Road. Oh, you're right. really not going to tell us the, the. You can't do that, Drew. You have to have people find out. You have to find out about it, man. All right. I never even knew how to spell Pearsall. Yes, you do. Looks like pear and a saw. Yeah. This happened in the 1960s, Fang Baby. Fang Baby, yeah. yeah you, need I mean, to, you need to look that up. It's Fang like, Baby's um, probably like 55. Mr. Tingle is a, uh, he's a great storyteller. Yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, there you have it. He has other entertaining stories. But that's that's the one he's most famous for on, on 99.5 Kiss. On, so I hear, on Kiss I hear he the, was just because we chose to play that one all the time. Right. We played other ones too. Yeah. But I hear the Chinese cemetery is also haunted over there, right? But there's something about the, the, the Fang Baby. I think it's just that. You know, it's just Fang Baby. Fang Baby. I interviewed him once on the phone. It was, I don't forget what it was. It was like a weather situation. So it was kind of a weird. I bet that was not a fun interview for him or you. No, I don't think so. But um, <laughs> nonetheless, I think we, we maybe sold a few for him. Austin now, if you're talking about Austin, Austin is haunted by California. Yeah, yeah. you got that right. <laughs> so it's extremely haunted. So Halloween is going to be behind us. And of course, Tuesday, not that we want to get into politics here, but it's the big election day. Did you guys vote early yet? I did. Yeah, I, I was going today and the line was too long. Right. So, so you're going to you're going to be a traditionalist and go uh, on Election Day. Aren't you? I, I used to want to go vote on Election Day. I never voted early because I always just kind of like the the whole vibe of voting on the real day. But I got up sensible. Since yeah. Then. Yeah. I, I got in it early this year. So I just don't I hate having to go to the poll. Yeah. I want them to figure out some way that we can just vote online. I mean, that's the way life exists now. You can do anything at any time. You don't have to worry about business hours to buy from Amazon or right. book a flight or do you whatever. Be able I mean, to everybody vote has different schedules. On your phone, I want to be able man. to log on, spend some time. At the same time, I could look at a candidate, then I could open up a tab and I could research them. Wouldn't that be great? See what's going on and they go back, cast my vote a little mm -hmm. bit. by. That's I think for people that want to be informed, that's the way to do it. Because I agree. People all down ballot, all these judges, you know, you can't go by political parties, but you go by, it's stupid that we vote for them anyhow, because we don't know what the hell they do. So we don't know if they're good or not. And you want to vote for people that are good, that uh, handle their docket and, you know, do business and keep it going. Should be able to vote through Facebook and you can see their Facebook page and see what kind of recipes. There was share. a, yeah, there was a rumor. Now, I don't know if this was documented as fact or not, but they were saying if you voted straight Democratic ticket that the machines were messed up and instead of giving the vote to Beto, it gave it the cruise instead. So if you didn't, you know, go check through everything you voted for the end before you cast your ballot, it was basically saying if you voted straight Democratic, it would still give Ted Cruz the vote. Ah! I think there was a little bit of pilot error on some of that. I don't know if that's true or not. I, I did hear that, though. I'm not saying that it's, it didn't happen. I'm yeah. just saying that there's, they're also reporting that it could have been a little pilot, pilot error. Right. Huh. I heard that if you voted for Ted Cruz, that whenever you, you, know, whenever you hit that little screen or whatever... You'd feel just a little oil on yeah. your fingertip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or 
on the little, you know, stylus you use. Are we talking about you like just a little, just a little, just a little test? Is, is it like crude oil or baby oil or like it's the like, oil from your skin? Kind of oily. Yeah, he's kind of oily, um, man. He, he needs some powder. But no, I mean, I, I just think that we're way behind on this because, and I, and I granted, I, I think it's wonderful that we've had all this early voting and people standing in lines and, you know, getting out there and making it happen. But let's just face it. Reality is what reality is. If you could just do it online, um, you, you get a lot more people who would vote. And at the same time, like I said, you could research people. What I do is, frankly, on judges, uh, unless I know them, um, I go off the newspaper's recommendations. So oh, really? I, I print out my stuff because they've already done interviews with all these people. They've all appeared before the editorial board. Um, and I print out their recommendations. So when I go in, I know that I go ahead and vote for the people I'm going to vote. And then for, for others, then I pull out my, my, you know, couple of pages I have. And off of that, then I vote for the judges because I, I have no idea. Yeah. So stupid. They, I've known a lot of people have had to switch political parties so they could be reelected <laughs> as a judge. Because <laughs> they do a great job. And well, and, we had a lot of unopposed here, which is just nonsensical. Yeah, we had a lot of unopposed judges up here. So it was kind of easy to make the choice. I mean, you either left it blank or you just gave them the vote because they didn't have any opponents, you know. But so you weren't, you weren't uh, influenced by I, the Casey campaign sign? You go, well, Andy Rodriguez. The person that was running for uh, city council in my district, I, I, I will say I didn't know anything about him, but I did vote because I thought their sign was pretty clever. It was, uh, I think his name was Frank Ward, and his sign said, Keep Austin Ward. So I had to give that guy my vote just because, dude, you, dude, 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 you, you know, dude, are you sure he came up with that? I, Maybe it, you're voting for someone else. It sounds Maybe like you should vote for his assistant. No, I'm telling you, it, the sign. It, I could understand if you did, if it, like I said, if there was some tasty female. Yeah, no, it was, it was, sounds like, it sounded like a bad dad joke that I would have come up with. It was like, yeah, keep Austin Ward. Ward. I like that guy. I'm voting for him. He's got my vote right there. I guarantee you his wife came up with that. Probably did. Maybe his daughter did. I don't care anyway. I voted for uh, Mr. Ward, so if you're listening, uh, you're welcome. And uh, cool sign, man. Yeah, and you're welcome. Yeah, a guy could be a piece of crap when it comes to doing his job, but that's okay, man. You, you had something catchy, and I've, that's the reason why. That's well, the I mean, reason a- why I, I trust other opinions and, and not I'm not going to vote for somebody off of a sign or a catchy slogan because it really matters. You know, these judges... Hey, really hey, hey, Some hey. people run a really tight court. They get through stuff. Hey, work for Make America Great Again. There were guys trying to get, you know, signatures for other stuff, right? Other things they were trying to get through to city council when you left the grocery store as an early voter. And this guy walks up to me and he's like, hey, man, I talked to you about this thing. I'm like, sure. And he's like, well, here's this thing and that thing. And this is why this thing is wrong. And I was like, wow, man, that sounds sounds like you're right there. And he goes, so can I get your signature on this? And I'm like, no, because I'm going to go home and read about it. Right. But I'm not going to sit and like put my signature on a petition after a two minute, you know, pitch from you. Well, you're a smart guy. He's like, you're a, you're a tough nut to crack, sir. I'm like, no, I'm just not a fucking idiot. Okay. I'm just not going to put my name on that. 
until I go home and read about it, you <laughs> dumbass. And then later you found out that everyone who had signed the petition had died under mysterious <laughs> right. circumstances. But Lyle brings up a good point. We had, I think it was 11 propositions to vote for. And seriously, I mean, you could kind of make pretty good sense of it by reading what they had. But I mean, they can be written so what you think you're voting for, you're actually not. That's what they play mind games with you on this shit. Because, you know, in this little paragraph, if you haven't done your research, like, oh, yeah, I'm. W- wait a minute. I'm not for that or am I not again? I, I don't know. I need to go back home and do some more research on this. But, you know, you're there voting. You got 12 propositions to go on. It's like, all right, I think I've got this down. I mean, yeah. I. And those are the things, you know, all those local propositions directly impact your life. Yeah, that's the real vote right there. And uh, you don't want the uninformed to negate the informed vote. That's true. You need to figure out, because, you know, like a bunch of us out here where I live, we're all making sure that we're voting against uh, having our area annexed. Um, But uh, there was still some confusion the way that they set it out on the ballot. And... um, you know, and there's there are things that are going on in San Antonio that are huge that would be changes to the city charter. Um, I don't get to vote on that because I'm not a resident of the city. But these are extremely important issues, and uh, and nothing that's going to be a, you know, if if you don't like your state rep you voted for two years later, okay, boom. Yeah. But these are things that are that that have permanence, and uh, at least for a, a a while that can really impact. A municipality so you got to know what's going on but i don't want to stand in line when i vote because things are too weird and polarized now and people talk when they're in line and they find others like them yeah when they're in line mm-hmm. i don't know if that's like that in austin because no, it is everybody's talking about all the little scooters that they rode over to the polling <laughs> place but um you know here because I'm in the area I'm in and, and the time that I vote, I'm, I'm dealing with a lot of older people and uh, I don't want to hear what they're talking about. Frankly, I want to get in, do my thing, get out, which yeah. is the reason. And in years past, I've just driven to other parts of the city. I'm only drive for 30, 40 minutes to go to a, to a early voting site or a polling place that I know no one's going to be in. Yeah, that's a good idea. So I can get in, get out instead of over here. I mean. So wait a second. You would rather drive 40 minutes and stand 10 minutes in line. It won't be 10. Than to stand 25 minutes in line at a closer place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can get in and get out and I don't have to look at my fellow voters or hear them. It's very wait, discouraging. Sometimes. Let me ask you this. Are you, are you a guy that likes to shop? You like to get into the mall and shop? Uh, no, I hate malls. Okay. Well, you guys will be impressed where I voted at this year because it was close by the station, but uh, it was the Austin Area Urban League, empowering communities and, and changing lives. I was so, going to say, if you were over up by where you just, the radio station is, I was going to say maybe it was like a Circle K. No, no, it was the Austin Area Urban League. And I was sounded pretty cool at that point, you know. I'd never been in that building before. but Is uh, it a nice building? It's uh, Well, no, I, I, I think that we could probably put a little more money into it, but um, it, it's a good thing there. I, 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 you know, I saw all the signs. I was like, well, this has got to be a place to early vote. I didn't even know where I was pulling into. And I was like, oh, it's the Austin Area Urban League. So when I was uh, when I was born in Austin way back in the early 70s, that part of the town was where my parents lived. 
And, you know, so we lived in a house over there. Right. But now I joke with my mother. It's like, if I took you over to look at your old house, we might get shot. <laughs> we can at least buy some good drugs over on the Runberg. I will say, though, the, these, the staff was, was very old. I mean, there was this woman who was kind of, um, I don't know what her title was, maybe a chairman or something. I don't know. Anyway, she was definitely the, the school monitor because we were in the line. It wasn't too bad, maybe 10 people deep, but you were kind of in a hallway and then you went into the room where the actual um, machines were at. And there was a couple of people on their cell phone and man, she fucking lit into it. I was like, let me tell you something. You can't have that phone out here while you're getting ready to cast your votes. Put that thing away, son. And this guy was probably 28, looked at her and kind of gave her an eat shit look. And she was like, she stood there until he turned it off and stuck it in his pocket. She was pretty on his ass, which I kind of, I was laughing about. I was you laughing. You can't have a mobile phone on in the voting area. But it was funny seeing this. I mean, this, this, I'm serious. This woman's probably in her late 80s. I mean, she was an old woman and this was some dude who thought he was too cool for the room. And, you know, he kind of gave her that look and she, she held him down. I was proud of her. I was like, fucking hey, you tell him. Yeah, sure it was another guy. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm telling this story for a friend who said he witnessed right. it. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. That's all it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we know who it was. <laughs> Lloyd. You guys would be proud of me because Ava and I were at the grocery store um, yesterday. I'm so proud of you for doing the shopping. October 30th is uh, the day I'm referring to. Oh. Okay. And we walk by and they've got the entire eggnog display. I mean, it is freaking floor to ceiling eggnog. And Ava's like, oh, dad, we got to get eggnog. I was like, no, I'm going to wait. Not going to do it before Halloween this year. I know we did last year, but, you know, your mom got a little <laughs> pissed off about it. So I'm going to wait till November 1st. Then I'm going to buy a shitload of eggnog. I'm going to start playing Christmas music. And I'm going to buy an ornament from Drew's mom with a Santa on it. So that is my plans for the weekend. And if other people in this house do not like that, too bad. Because we're celebrating. We are full on Christmas holiday mode. So Dude, I'm toasting months. an eggnog to all of you tonight. Two months, right. Because we got an early Thanksgiving, so we get an extra week for Christmas this year, too, for those who only begin after Thanksgiving. I got to so get a head start. you off the Bing Crosby tomorrow? Oh, yeah. I'm jumping in, wow. man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, eggnog this weekend. If you guys want to come up and join me, I'll have a little Jameson to go with it. And uh, we will not have to boil the water for the ice cubes because I use Ozarka. Hey, all right. Thanks to Ozarka for sponsoring the uh, Beaver Kool Aid podcast. Well, man, my eyes, I don't have. Green I don't make enough money. With, I don't make enough money for that, so I've got brown ice cubes, <laughs> but they do add a little flavor to the beverage. <laughs> I will go to your party and I will tear it up. Really? Beaver Kool Aid. Get it hard. With Lyle, L.A. Lloyd, and Drew. You get like a man. So go ahead, stick your head up your ass. <laughs>